is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. Ah, Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those here in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Welcome to the Rock and Mill Combat Podcast! With Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rocket Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, bam, bam. Diddly D. This ain't the shitty pa- podcast you're looking for. This is the best podcast. I just used my Jedi mind power there, Ian. <laughs> And this is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. You don't need... We, we, we have the fucking force. That's right. Our, our force never fucking fell asleep. Our force did not awaken until we started this damn podcast. That's right. That's right. Fuck. Nobody's got a... No, no, no. But, you know, we are the dark side, too. We got the, 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 for, the dark force. That's true. Hell yeah. You know, I'm here, like, you know, wanting chicks to lick my ass, and you... Uh, you're glad that that guy that produced the uh, Psycho Circus is dead. Yeah, now I wish he was alive so I could kill him again. You, you are Dar- definitely the Darth Vader of this show. I'm, I'm <laughs> the, I'm, the, I'm the angry Kylo Ren that breaks shit. <laughs> that breaks shit and wish I and, and just has your helmet. <laughs> yeah, I, I kill little kid, little Jedi's in the temple. Yeah, so. Um, so, uh, yeah, we saw the Star Wars movie, and this is, again, we're going to go back and do a review on the Star Wars movie, which we haven't done since uh, uh, The Last Jedi. No, the, what is it? The Force uh, Awakens. Force Awakens, yes. So, uh, if you're listening, it, 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 we're going to spoil it for you. So, uh, this is really an episode for the people that saw the movie. And, um, and let's just go into it, man. Uh, you watched it more than once. I only saw it once. Yes, yes. I've, I've seen it like two and a quarter times. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I haven't. I saw it once and... Uh, oh, shit, man. Dude, I forgot. I stuck a harmonica up my ass and I, and I have, oh. ga- and I have yeah. gas. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. You got uh, the video? Uh, no. No, no. I stuck it up my ass. It's hard to film when you stick a harmonica up your ass. Well, you know, they got those uh, little sticks you can use now to hold your phone. You know, you never know. It'd nah, be a great, great YouTube exclusive. I'm not I'm not that much into selfies, bro. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I think you should talk about, we should talk about number one overall, what we feel about the movie, and then we'll go into the movie. All righty. Uh, well, I guess we, we should bring up the fact that the backlash is huge. 
Yes. Yeah, man. And uh, just so you guys don't think what I'm about to say is bullshit, Ian is proof because Ian and I spoke briefly after we saw the movie before the backlash, and I told him what I thought about it. So what you're going to hear me say is not like, you know, bullshit. It's the truth, what I really feel. That's very true. But what did you think when you uh, walked out of that theater? Um, <clears throat> I liked it. Uh, I liked it. It wasn't as good as I was hoping for, but uh-huh. it, it, I mean, it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like Phantom Menace uh, bad. Uh, I, I thought it was a good movie. I, I thought there's a lot of stuff that worked in it. Some stuff I thought didn't work. Um, but I, I, I think the problem is I went in there expecting the next generation of, of Empire. And I, I think a lot of people felt that way. And you're just, you know, you're setting yourself up to be uh, let down. Because Empire is just an amazing movie, even out of the Star Wars canon. It's, uh, it, it stands on its own as a, as a truly great film. And, and in my opinion, no, no other Star Wars movie came close. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think, I don't know, I just, I had such high hopes. And uh, some stuff I wanted to see, I did see. And some stuff I wanted to see, I didn't see. <laughs> Uh, but I, I enjoy the movie. I mean, it's definitely it's a Star Wars movie, man. I'm gonna watch it over and over and over again. Shit, I've seen Phantom Menace, fucking twelve fuck times, probably more than that. And I don't even really like it that much. But it's Star Wars, you know. So, did you think the other two prequels were better? Uh, uh, did I like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith better than Phantom or better than this? Better than this. Hmm. Uh... I I like it better than Attack of the Clones, and I'd have to say a little bit better than uh, Revenge of the Sith. But I liked Revenge of the Sith All a right. lot. So so you did like it more, just a little more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think the these last two have been a step up from the prequels. Uh, definitely is as far as effects, and uh, I, I'd say story. I, I liked how. You know, there was a lot of, like, politics and, like, a deep story within in the prequel. I think it was really there, a lot of cool back information. Uh, but uh, these last two just look better. They feel more like a Star Wars movie to me. But, again, I think uh, I just had too lofty of expectations. And that's nobody's fault but mine. I can't blame the film for that. It's just this unrealistic, oh, it's going to be the second coming. And... Uh, I don't think it is the second coming, but I, th- I think it's a damn fine Star Wars movie. I think it's a lot better than uh, these people are given given it credit for. I don't think it deserves uh, anywhere near the backlash that it's getting. I think that's just insane. But yeah. right, um, you know, and I, I here, here's my deal. I mean, <clears throat> I'm like a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm not. I don't go that extra mile. Because uh, I'm not going to name this person's name, but I, I I know somebody that is the biggest Star Wars fan you'll ever meet, and I don't and and tell me, and anybody out there that you think he, you're a bigger fan than this guy, then let me ask you a question. This guy this guy is so into Star Wars that he actually thinks it really happened. <laughs> he said that nobody can make up a story like that. It's too it's too real. And he says that, you know, George Lucas, like, you know, was in outer space and everything. And he's dead serious. He's not fucking around. And his whole, his whole arm is Boba Fett. Now, you know, and again, um, 
Well, I should explain Boba Fett after I tell you how I feel about the movie. Uh, to me, walking into that movie, you know, it's like, there's no way, you know, I'm going to, you know, I knew walking in, it wasn't going to be Empire Strikes Back. You know, that's, to me, the, the best Star Wars movie. Um, I walked out of that movie and I thought to myself, this was even better than Empire. This is the best Star Wars movie I ever fucking seen in my life. And I'm not joking. And Ian, did I tell you this? You told me the exact same thing. And I really, I expected you, for some reason, I thought you were going to shit all over it. And, and when you told me that, uh, you know, and this was just within hours of, of both of us seeing it. You know, that's exactly what you told me on the phone. And uh, I'm Before, not going to hate yeah, it. I'm not going to hate on you for it. I'm happy you enjoyed it. I think anybody should enjoy this movie. You know, so uh, I, I don't I didn't like it as much as you. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and make fun of you, man. If you enjoyed it, that's fucking that's awesome. That's what these movies are meant for, you know? Yeah. And um, I really I mean, I the thing is, these people that hate it on Facebook are fucking cool as fuck because they don't go into spoilers. So I really don't know in detail why they hate it. But talking to my coworker. He didn't hate it, but he said what he really disliked about it was, uh, you know, it dragged on too much with Luke Skywalker on the island. It just dragged and dragged. And what I loved about it was Luke Skywalker because, I don't know, man, I guess the way that um, The Force Awakens ended, dude, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see the next one so I can see Luke Skywalker, you know? And every scene with Luke Skywalker... You know, on the island and shit, I was captivated. And not only that, well, not only was I captivated, I thought that Mark Hamill was way better now than he was back in the day because <clears throat> early, early Luke Skywalker, as much as I love it, it was hokey in many parts. Like, like um, in Return of the Jedi when he faces Jabba the Hutt and he walks in, I wasn't really convinced. You know, he was such a badass walking in there. Oh, yeah. But it seemed like, you know, a, a guy from 16 Magazine. You know, like a Justin Bieber fighting, you know, uh, Jabba the Hutt. Where now he's like old, refined, gray beard and everything. And it's so convincing. And I think he's really good and very bitter. And I liked it, dude. I loved the vibe of it, you know. I loved well, what he did I, through the whole movie. I, I think he put some of his anger... Uh, with the movie into his acting because he's been very vocal about this shit, you know? I mean, he just comes off like, uh, you know, whining and crying. He's been bitching about George Lucas not being involved. He said he didn't like the story of this one, what they were doing with it. I don't know if you've read any of this stuff. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, he was he was not happy with it. He thought they're, they're, everything they're doing is, is wrong. Um, but he said... My job as an actor is to take what they give me and to do my best interpretation. It's not my job to write it, but this is how I feel. So he's been very vocal against. Uh, now he hasn't said since the finished product of the of the movie what he felt, but he said when he got the script, he's like, no, 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 you know. And then like George needs to be here, and uh, uh, yeah, and I was surprised that they let this shit out. You know, you think the the studio like Disney would be like, whoa, 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 you know, no more Mark Hamill interviews. You know, but uh, I, I think he put that into his, his performance and it, and it came across. I thought he did a damn good job. Well, yeah, of course. Dude, let me tell you something. The motivation for him not to like that storyline really shows. 
Yeah. Because he he just was like angry in that movie. Even when he finally buckled, he was still pissed. You know, he was still like you know, he was still like a grumpy guy, but right. but uh okay, I will tell you two things. And one of them I didn't tell you because I thought about this later on and I found okay, this is these are the two bad things about the movie. One that I already told you was there's no way I mean, no matter how hard they try, they will never find a villain as badass as Darth Vader. Okay, that I'll give it. There, you know, Kylo Ren, that that Jedi dude, the, the Jedi Lord, whatever Sith Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They they're just. They're, I, I have no problem with them, but they are not at the caliber of Darth Vader. You know. And, All right. Go ahead. Well, can I? I just wanted to say something to that. Um, I, I think the thing is when we're introduced to Vader. In, in the original trilogy, Vader's already 100% badass. Yeah. Here you have a character that's developing into that. So maybe if we saw Vader, the, the teenage years, which we kind of did with the prequels, and a lot of people didn't like that, but it's like somebody just doesn't, you know, th they become that. And I think Kylo Ren has the potential to be just as bad and as evil, but where, you know, the... We're, we're picking up his storyline. You know, he is becoming that. When we met Vader in, in A New Hope, he was already full-blown. I think Kylo Ren's character has amazing potential. And, you know, we'll get into this as we get into the movie. But the way this movie ends, he, he's right there. He's going there. He's going there, you know, I think. Yeah, uh, you do have a point there. But, you know, there is... I wonder if, you know, when Darth Vader got full-blown Darth Vader, would he not fired knowing his mom was on the ship. You know what I mean? Because uh, Kylo Ren did, you know, in the movie, he almost killed the mom, and then at the last minute, he, he backed off. So, that again, that's... Uh, but, then, you know, then he ends up killing the Sith Lord, which was cool, uh, and, and it is a... a oh, flat... boy, we're, jump, we're jumping ahead here. <laughs> no, we, we should go all over the place. Or you want to go cry, cry, chronologically through the movie? Ah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Well, I, yeah. I, I, can, I, can do, I can do either. You know, because people that are listening, uh, if you haven't seen it, then we're spoiling it for you, so you're not, you're, you're really not going to get it in place. And the people that have seen it, uh, you know what we're talking about. And I know that you're right now like making a little voodoo doll of me, sticking pins in it, you know, hating me for for thinking it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. Um, I mean, one guy online, and he's a good friend of mine. He's a great guy too. I have nothing bad to say. He's like a real kind soul. He put up a picture of the director saying this guy should be arrested, <laughs> you know. And and uh, the that that major Star Wars guy I told you about left a comment going, um, "Dude, I like the movie, but I know what part you're talking about." And I was like, "Geez, I wish I knew what talk, part they're talking about." But okay. And the second thing that I will admit in the movie that was like, "Oh, what, what's that? What's this shit?" was flying. Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one kind of... That uh, really... Like, looking back on it, I was like, yeah, because we never see her have the Force or anything, even remotely, you know, yeah. have anything to do with the Force, and all of a sudden she's full-blown Jedi. Well, uh, that's one thing. I know you're not a full-blown, uh, you know, Star Wars nerd, but, like, you know, the story... They wrote all these set of novels that took place after Jedi, uh... You know, where they talk about how, you know, she started developing more of her powers and got more in tune with the Force. 
But what I the, the scene you're talking about, and it comes fairly early in the movie, uh, because the movie starts out with uh, the rebellion being attacked by the first order. The first order had found their their base, and uh, the, you know they're they're bringing the fleet to kick their ass, and we see this incredible new uh, uh, star destroyer called the Dreadnought, which is like a fucking star destroyer on fucking you know steroids. That ship was fucking. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that was killer. So they're attacking them, and as they attack uh, the the ship, they, they they hit the one that uh, that Leia's on. They hit the bridge, and they kill Admiral Akbar, which everybody remembers from Return of the Jedi. You know, it's a trap. You yeah. know, he yeah, he's dead. He right. he didn't have no force. That shit killed him. But to me, I think they should have killed Leia there because there's your, there's your out. There's your out. You know, she's gone. I mean, I know they filmed all this stuff, but I would think, like, after she passed away, I'm like, hey, there's your perfect out. Because, you know, they they end the movie, she's still alive. What do you do now? Because they've already said they're not going to CGI her in the next movie. So what do you... And the only thing I can think of is in, like, the sprawling credits. They're like, oh, yes, it's the last one, uh, you know, uh, Leia, you know, choked on a ham sandwich. Right. You, know, you know, so, like, there was your out. You know, but they, they didn't take it. But yeah, they show a part where, uh, uh, you know, Kylo Ren has the, the shot, you know, and, and he's fucking shit up left and right. And then he has that shot, but he knows his mom's on the bridge. And the way they show him, you can kind of tell through the force. They, they both sense each other. And he freezes up for a minute, but a couple TIE fighters come from the side. Yeah, that's what a nerd I am. I even know what the fucking, what those planes are called. But uh, <laughs> the TIE fighters come. And they take her out, but yeah, she uses the force and kind of like suspends her, and then she goes back into the ship, and she's alive, but she's in a coma, and uh, you know. And, but I, and the funny thing is, is that I had no idea uh, that she filmed her scenes already, and you 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 told me right, that. But right. the whole time watching the movie, I'm like, this CGI is unbelievable. I thought the whole thing was her CGI'd. <laughs> I was, well, but but I was even confused because it was just too real. I was like, "How the fuck are they doing this?" I mean, this is so, you know. I know I noticed some parts when she was talking. They showed the back of her head. I go, "Okay, I see they're wasting some time with the back of her head." But it turns out she did film the whole movie before she died. I, I well, have no it, idea. Yeah, it's. I mean, of course, because I'm the nerd with it. I I, I knew that, but you know, I kind of. I kind of see where you could think that because in Rogue One they did such an amazing job yeah. with Peter Cushing, and I, and and Carrie Fisher, yeah, and Carrie Fisher, yeah, but uh, but particularly with Peter Cushing with Grandma talking, uh, I mean that shit looked good for CGI. Oh, incredible! Just just, just shows you how much uh, it's evolved since they did the prequels, you know? Right. Uh, night, night, and day, and and I remember seeing that in Rogue One, and I was like. I, I'm so blown away by this, but then again, I'm so scared at the same time. Like, oh, God, you know, when, when does this stop? You know, I don't know. I think the Dio hologram might be in episode uh, nine. You, know, you never know. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, he'll kick uh, everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But it, it starts out... Uh, th there's a great scene with uh, Poe Dameron uh, with General Hux where he's fucking with him. I love the opening of the movie yeah. where he's like, uh, I'll hold... Yeah, and he was just it, fucking with him. I love that. It was, I mean, right off the bat, the movie was like, I was like, oh, this is. I mean, that yeah. first battle scene was so awesome. 
I was like, oh man. And dude, seriously, I'm watching this movie like I'm. Th- I'm just look, <clears throat> and I'm not gonna bash Empire at all, at all. But there are a couple slow parts in Empire that still was interesting to me. But like I'll tell you, like the training of Yoda and Luke that went on a little bit too long. But it wasn't bad. It was you know it was interesting part of the story, and I right. could hang with it. But it was still young Luke, you know, or, you know, uh, kind of hokey, you know, that hokey young Mark Hamill. Where this one, he just seems so in tune, you know, with, uh, you know, his badassness, you know. You know, it's funny is in these interviews with Mark Hamill, another thing he was bitching about says it bothers him to this day is the scene in Empire when he cuts that Wampa's hand uh, arm off, yeah. you know the, the snow beast. Right. He he's mad about that. He says Luke wouldn't do that. You know Luke, Luke would stun the beast. He he wouldn't you know maim him. That's not Luke's. You know that's not his character. And he was he never liked that scene. Thought it goes against the grain. So I mean, you know, hearing shit like that and hearing what he says about this movie, this guy definitely like has it in his head. I mean, basically he is fucking Luke Skywalker. I mean, unfortunately. He's never really, I mean, he's done Corvette Summer and the Night Lights went out in Georgia. And he's more known now for, you know, doing voiceovers for cartoons, which he, he's incredible at. But, I mean, you know, his, you know, he never took off like Harrison Ford did, you know. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely got, you know, set in his ways about what this should be. And, you know, I would have been real interested to see what, because George Lucas had these mapped out and Disney chose not to use it. And I, I think it was because, uh, you know, there was so much backlash to the prequels, and they're like, no, we need a hip new guy. Maybe they felt Lucas lost it. And uh, and who knows? I don't know if it'll ever get released, uh, what his original intention was. No, I, you know, no, it won't, because after all, they're never going to release the fucking, uh, uh, the real uh, New Hope, you know? Well, I'm wondering about that because here's another thing. And unless unless George had a stipulation about that, you know, another interesting thing here. Not only did Disney, you know, buy Star Wars for four point something billion dollars, they just acquired this week, um, I, I think, majority control in 20th Century Fox, who put out the originals. Uh, and there is a market of people who want the, uh, you know, the original. You know, they don't want that that crap that Lucas added. Uh, but who knows? Knowing Lucas, Lucas was so pissed about the backlash that I think he took it so personal. He probably put a clause to where that'll never be able to be obtained again. Obtained again. But I think it's just a matter of time to where you know where you get really good versions online because somewhere there's some fucking nerd that's got a good copy of of the original and and will learn how to like do a high definition transfer of it. I, I think that's that goes without saying. Well there has been rumors from that, you know, the the guy that I told you that believes that Star Wars is real. He's 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 read somewhere online that there are nerds out there that have the original reel of New Oh Hope, yes. Yes, you know, I have so. seen that. Yeah, yeah, the original original reel, yeah. Yeah, because it, you know, the way to see if it's original or not. Well, you can see it on YouTube too cuz they have a, uh, you know, comparison side by side. Is that the original one does not say New Hope in the in the scrolling text? It just you know it just starts with the story, where the the later one was like Episode Four. Was it right. Episode Four? Right? 
Yes. Which kind of fucks everything up, considering uh, last year's movie is really episode four. You know, uh, the the what led up to a New Hope. But um. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's an in between that doesn't deal with uh, you, you know, the regular storyline. But that's one thing I want to bring up because we didn't review that one. Yeah. And that was the only Star Wars one. I didn't even bother to go to the theater to see that. Because I just thought, I was like, I don't like what Disney's doing here. Because uh, I just feel they're going to oversaturate it so bad. Well, that was my fear initially. Because they already said, hey, we're not only doing the you know the, another trilogy. You know, you know, Yoda gets a movie. Solo gets a movie. Boba Fett gets a you know, Everybody gets a movie. You know, and I was like, I was just worried about the quality. You know what's you know who's watching the quality here when you start making as many Star Wars movies as you have like you know Police Academy movies and shit like that. But then when I saw Rogue One, my faith was restored. I was like, this is incredible, this is incredible, and, and, and Jesus Christ! And then I, there was all that stuff about uh, all the reshoots towards the end of Rogue One. I was like, oh God, yeah, see, it's fucked up already. They're going and doing all these reshoots. Well, thank God they did the reshoots because my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie wasn't in the original. Oh, uh, what, when Darth Vader kicks everybody's ass? Yeah, yeah, that oh, wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that wasn't originally in it. No, uh, but that I was, thought yeah, that, that is the best part of the movie. Oh Jesus Christ! I, seriously, I, I had about ready to start jerking off. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, because that's what everybody misses. Everybody misses evil Darth Vader, just like Darth Vader being Darth Vader, and and. And I think what he did at the end of Rogue One was like, you never even saw that much shit out of him. You know, it was implied as evilness, but you just saw him fucking up, motherfucker. Like, he fucking Jackie Chan or some shit, you know what I mean? He just like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, oh, man. Uh, so I, I absolutely loved Rogue One. Uh, you know, and now you've had all this drama with the new one that's coming out, the Han Solo, uh, the college years. Uh, that they, they fired the directors. There was two directors directing it, which a lot of times makes me nervous. Um, but uh, they fired them and brought in Ron Howard to finish the movie, and they reshot a lot of it. Uh, I do like Ron Howard. Uh, don't know about as a Star Wars director, but hey, you never know. I mean, I'm after what they did with Rogue One, I'm going to go see it. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it, you know... I'm definitely going to go see it. I don't know if I'll wait in line or go to the early one, but I'll see it, you know, open a weekend. And shit. You're talking about Han Solo? Yeah, Han Solo comes out in May. Yeah, I am definitely going to see that, too. Yeah. Wow, in May, huh? And yeah. I heard I heard uh, the next, the, the sequel to this, The Last Jedi, is coming out in May or March, too. No, no, no. It comes out in December 2019. Well, this is what I read. This is what I read. They said that it's not because... Uh, they were gonna. Uh, Disney does not want to compete with itself because that December they're gonna release um, Avatar two. That's what I read online. So I don't know. Maybe I read bullshit. So yeah. they didn't want it to compete with each other. So, well, hopefully it does come out, and you know, hopefully I'm right or what I read was right because, you know, what if finally my dick explodes in one of these sluts, you know, before them, you know, it's well, coming. Yeah, well, you hold off to December 2019. Yeah, but, but you know you know what, dude? The bottom line, we're both going to die uh, before oh, yeah. all these Star Wars are done. Because I have a feeling this Star Wars shit's going to be like James Bond. It's going to go on. Oh, on. oh, yeah. I mean, for, for $4.8 billion, they're going to melt the living shit out of it. I hope they just don't. Well, here's the thing. This is like what you said on your show when you went into your rants on the, the Vieira Vault. 
you know, about killing the legacy. You can yeah. never kill the legacy of Star Wars. No, you, you know, can't. you might drag it through the mud, but uh, you know, the, the original trilogy will always be near and dear. You know, yeah, to, yeah, and and no Star matter no matter what, let's say they unanimously make out a, a movie like like if everybody agrees with me on a future Star Wars movie that how I feel about this one, uh, nobody's going to admit it. Nobody, it'll be impossible to admit. Okay, this is better than Empire Strikes Back. Uh, nobody, well, just like you know, I would never admit, uh, you know, like a uh, Black Sabbath thirteen is better than the seventies stuff. You know, if, if it was amazing, if if thirteen was like let's say better than you know Volume Four, I don't think I'd be able to admit it because I'm a very big, you know, I'm the equivalent of a Star Wars nerd when it comes to Black Sabbath. So I know where these guys are coming from, but. I, I can't wait to hear their little, like, I, that one scene these people keep talking about, which may be Princess Leia flying, I don't know. Um, but um, there's, oh yeah, and another complaint, and this is what my co-worker said. Because co- I asked him, he saw it too. I said, what'd you think? And he goes, dude, it wasn't bad, it was alright, but there was just too much comedy in it. And, uh, and they were down to their last starfighter or something, and, and it's all comedy. And I'm like, yeah, but all Star Wars had a little comedy in it, you know? Right. Well, that that's something that I, I think is real important to mention is, uh, you know, people particularly of our age that grew up with the original trilogy, uh, you kind of forget shit like that. You just remember how awesome it was when you were a kid watching this shit. Uh, you know, and, and you overlook it, and, and you make shit better than it was actually is. I mean, there was plot holes in the original trilogy. There was some bad shit in the original trilogy, but nothing will replace that excitement you got at that age. And I remember when I first saw fucking, uh, uh, you know, Phantom Menace, I took my son two days in a row. We went to go see Phantom Menace when it came out and he absolutely fucking loved it. And to me, I'm just like, this this ain't fucking Star Wars. I don't know. This ain't, you know, this looks like a goddamn video game, you know, fucking John John Binks what the fuck is that you know blah, blah, blah. but you, you know to a whole nother generation those tr- the the prequels are their trilogy right. you know and, and that's Star Wars to them and they and they love it but it's like you, you know it, it's weird going back and, and watching shit as an adult because you're older you're more cynical and you want something that's gonna fucking bring you the same joy that you had when you were a little kid and nothing's gonna do that I don't care what they do you know, like you said in your rant thing, you know, you're talking about Metallica. You're like, Metallica could put out an album that's just as good as, as Master of Puppets, and there would be people who would hate on it right now and, and say, ah, oh, there's no way, you know. Not, not not saying they really could, but if they did, you're absolutely right. I think to older fans, nothing will ever replace that, no matter what you do. It's a lose-lose situation. All you can try to do is do the best you can and entertain uh, new fans, you know. And that may be the problem with uh, these people that are attacking Star Wars. They, right. they, I don't think all of them, you know, because there were there were a few of them that said, "Dude, Rogue One was awesome." So, uh, you know, yeah. uh, like the guy saying that this guy should be arrested. He loved Rogue One. He was like, "Nah, that was a great yeah. movie," you know. So, I, I saw a guy bitching that said this movie's so bad it made Rogue One look good, and I'm like, "What do you mean Rogue One was good? You know, like <laughs> how could you not like Rogue One? You know." <clears throat> I, that's what I don't, I mean, just, you know, you're never going to make it, everybody happy. You know, I remember when I first saw Return of the Jedi, 
I fucking loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking, this is the best. You know, and it wasn't until years later, it's like, yeah, this isn't as good as Empire. These Ewoks are a little annoying. No, I I, I tell you, the first time I saw it, because I was already of age, I was like 18 at the time, I loved it, except for the Ewoks. The Ewoks annoyed the piss out of me, even when I first saw it. I was like, oh, fuck these little fucking Care Bear fucks. Get them right. out of these fucking movies, man. They're, they're really annoying me. And yeah, they got a little brutal and stuff, but they were just so adorable that no matter how brutal you got, I don't know, they annoyed me. Unlike these little cute critters in this movie, I loved Oh, oh I love I them. loved them. They were so and, cute. And I think, you know, I saw a review ahead, ahead of time um, that said, you know, yes, they introduced these new cute characters, but they don't make the same mistake with the Ewoks, that these things don't overstay their welcome. And I agree 10,000%. They got some cute scenes, but they don't oversaturate. I, I think they use those little whatever you want to call them. Uh, I think they're called po- pogies or something is what the actual name of them is. I thought they were adorable. The, the scene with Chewbacca fucking trying to uh, cook in one, about ready to eat it, and the other's looking out like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, I think, the funniest scene in the oh whole movie. Oh, my God. I, I, I laughed so hard at that. It, you know, and, and he scares them away, and the one's still sitting there just... Like fucking terrified. And then the scene at the end when they they come in with the falcon and and Chewie's like, Rah! you know, yeah. and, then, and, and then the the little one makes his noise and stuff. It was yeah. adorable. It was cute. But you know what? There was adorable cute scenes in the original trilogy too. That you know. Well, R R two man. I mean. Yeah. R two was uh, extremely adorable. You know. Yeah. And and, and yeah. C three PO was always comic relief. Yeah, so yeah. there's oh there's always been that shit there, but it's like oh it's okay because it's in those movies. I don't think they they went it. Maybe there was a little bit more comedy here, but it was never like slapstick. I never felt it ruined the movie. I I don't think. I think yeah. it was just good good use of it. It was funny. Yeah, it was a little comic. Well, you know what I will say. I think it had a more comedy scenes than any Star Wars movie. And maybe that's what's pissing a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 w- I would say so, but I gotta say, I think nine times out of ten, though, they worked. I thought it worked. Oh, I didn't I didn't think any of them didn't work. I thought all of them worked. I laughed but, at every scene there was, especially that part, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the Chewbacca scene was just so funny, man. Oh, yeah, that, that, that made me, and, uh, you know, and then we gotta talk about a, a sad scene. So, basically, the movie opens up with... Uh, with the first order attacking the rebels and, and you, and you have this, this long fight scene and then it cuts to, to Ray, uh, you know, where, where the force awakens ends Ray on, on the Island with Luke and everything and him trying to talk her back and, uh, uh, or her trying to talk him back and he just wants nothing to do with it. And then there's a scene where she keeps knocking, he won't open the door and then bam, the door yeah. gets bust open and it's fucking Chewbacca in all his glory. And, uh, you, you know, and just to hear, you know, Luke say, Chewie, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and then when he's like, where's Han? Yeah. I, I, I mean, seriously, like if I had a heart, I would have fucking, you know, no. teared up right then. It made me feel sad, though. It did. Because I was like, you know, that's one thing I, I was really hoping with these that I got robbed of was, you know, a scene with Luke and Han and Leia, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and we never got that. And I'm pretty, pretty fucking sure that the only reason uh, Harrison agreed to do 
uh, Force Awakens is if he dies. Uh, Harrison Ford has always seen Star Wars as like a blemish on his career. And, and, it, and Harrison Ford actually said that Han should have died in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Jedi. He wanted him to die in Jedi. Oh, I thought he said Empire yeah, Strikes Back. Yeah, no, it was Jedi. And he fought with George Lucas about that. And then Lucas like, no. No, but he goes, no, come on. It'll add dramatic depth to it if I, if I die. He wanted him to die on Endor when they're fighting and shit. Uh, but I, I really think, you know, he's like, okay, you are going to pay me a retarded amount of money. And I'm going to die so I can finally be rid of this fucking shit. And I was kind of hoping there would maybe be a flashback scene in this because they wouldn't uh, comment if he was going to be in this in any capacity or not. It was always kind of glossed over. So I thought, well, maybe they'll have some flashback scenes, you know, with Kylo, you know, as a teenager or something. And in some form, we'd see him. And maybe that way we could have had a scene where it's like, you know, uh, Leia and Han dropping, you know, uh, Ben off at fucking, you know, day camp with Uncle Luke, <laughs> you know, and that way at least we'd, we'd see a scene of them all together, and who knows, maybe it'll happen in the, in the next one, but uh, I really want to see all of them on the screen together, but, um, but I thought, you know, Luke did great on this, uh, so that, you know, we have this whole thing where uh, Ray is trying to get Luke, you know, come back, I'm here, you know, Leia sent me, we need you to come back, help us fight Kylo Ren, and uh, and basically he's just not having it. You know, he's like, I'm done with it. He's like, I'm done with the fucking Jedi. I'm done with all, all this shit I did. I'm a failure, and that's kind of a big theme throughout the movie is failure, because you see uh, you you see the Alliance, uh, the Rebel Alliance fail. They're getting trampled by the First Order. Luke dealing with his failure with Kylo Ren. Uh, even the mission that Finn and Rose end up going on ends in failure. They don't accomplish what they were trying to accomplish. So there's a lot of failure going on in this movie. But I, it, I think the overall theme is like overcoming that and learning from it. Yeah, uh, and that's what and I that, got. Out of it. And, well, and I also want to talk about the Chewbacca scene. Going back to that, yeah, dude. The I, I didn't shed a tear, but, uh, you know, uh, oddly enough, I'm like the most heartless one out of both of us when it comes to, like, broads, um, and yet that really fucking, uh, that touched me, but it didn't touch me nowhere near where I actually did choke up, and tears didn't come out, but they were dying to come out when he finally saw R2. That oh, yeah. really hit me hard. It was, like, so awesome. Yeah. Was, hey, watch your language. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was so cool, and... But, th- but it was weird when he saw th- 3PO, all he did was wink at him. You know, he didn't like, hey, right. 3PO. He was like, hey, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, this fucking, this this fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gave him a wink. Gave him a wink. R2 was always his. R2 yeah. was Luke's, man, you know. But but come on, C-3PO loved Luke, man. <laughs> I love that that scene in the beginning when uh, when Leah yells at C-3PO, like, get that worried look off your face. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but and no, what happened was- to his red arm? Uh, yeah, they changed it back. I, I remember reading, if you read, they released some prequel novels, a trilogy okay. of prequel novels that came out uh, around the time of Force Awakens, which deals with the years in between Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. And, and they talk about it in there, but I, I didn't read them, so I don't know what happened. But, uh, but getting back to the, the, the heart-tugging moments, there, there, was, there was probably about a good three 
heart-tugging moments in this movie where, again, like if I had a soul, I'd probably tear up. But the one that got me, and dude, I was on the verge, man. I was like, oh, God. Uh, nothing tops. Uh, I heard that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got gas. <laughs> nothing tops that uh, that Chewbacca howl when Han gets shot in Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, that, that killed oh, me. Oh, that, that, that like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that, oh, that, that, that fucked me up. <laughs> like, I'm going to cry like a bitch. Oh, my yeah. God. But but there was some, some touching moments. And definitely, you know, when you see uh, Luke finally sees R2 again, you know, when Han has to, I mean, uh, when Chewbacca has to tell him Han's dead, uh, when, when Luke and Leia finally meet up again, uh, I mean, there there are some touching moments, but I guess I'm just a and you hard, know and and and, and something we forgot to uh, mention too, which was so awesome, was uh, how when she uh, the beginning when she hands him the lightsaber, how the Jedi ends. Uh, I mean, right. the, and he just tosses it over his shoulder like he don't give a fuck. And that I, that was I, cool. I saw uh, one of the reviews I read for this movie, uh, one that was kind of critical. They were, they were saying this felt more like a standalone film and not a true sequel to Force Awakens. And they kind of took that scene as like, that's the director saying, yeah, whatever, this is my show now. Uh, well, I didn't see it that way because it really did set it up for Luke. Uh, oh, oh yeah. But I mean, it was it was another, it was a comical relief. Everybody laughed when that happened. You know, like yeah. that's the last thing you expect, you know. But he's just like, oh, fuck this shit. Did you, did you, did you uh, see, did you have to deal with, uh, Everybody applauding when certain characters would show up at the oh, theater. There was some. There was, uh, you know, some hoop and hollering. But I, I went to kind of. It, it's like a. It, it, the theater I go to is the oldest theater. Not only the oldest theater in all of Louisiana as a state, it is the only single theater theater in Louisiana. And, oh, it, it's super cool, but it's not one of these, they don't have the fucking reclining seats and you get your reserved seat and they bring you food and rub your feet. It's a regular little old movie theater. Now, they've got state-of-the-art sound and they've got uh, a digital projection, but it's not like a, uh, you know, it's not an IMAX screen. It's just a regular movie screen. And and it's it's in a neighborhood and the crowd is kind of, it's more like a movie fan's kind of theater because all the kids who want to watch fucking Transformer, Michael Bay bag and shit, they go to they go to the mall, you know, and go to those IMAX things. Uh, so this was kind of a, a hipster, druggy fucking kind of crowd. So you got a little bit of that. There was a lot of people that were too old to be wearing a Star Wars shirt on, but, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't overblown. So oh, I, I, there were Jedis with lightsabers at, at the theater I went to. Oh, yeah, 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 that shit, oh my god, I'd be like, look, kid, shut off your phone or I'm gonna shove that lightsaber up your ass, you know? They were actually, uh, while I was waiting in line, some of them were, were actually having saber fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, now, see, when I got in line, there's people, everybody's got beer, <laughs> you know, everybody's yeah. got food. Oh, no, people people were, yeah, I was in a recliner with beer and all that, you know. I wasn't drinking, but the chick I was with was drinking. But, um, uh, yeah, everybody was drunk, and, but, but everybody was also respectful to the movie and not hollering or talking. But there were applause uh, right. during certain characters showing up, and, uh, you know, it was just, I don't know. And also, uh, the reason Je uh, Luke finally buckled and wanted to help Ray to become a Jedi was because 
fucking uh, R2-D2 did that low blow and played that video of yeah. of Leia going, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. And he's like, that's a low blow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw some people online complaining that uh, uh, they didn't say in the movie, um, uh, I got a bad feeling about this, where every yeah. movie said it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, but that's, you know. But, but I, I read this thing that, Oh, in that first scene where the Starfire is fighting that shit, BB-8 actually says, I got a bad feeling about this in his little beeping voice. Oh, BB-8. I love BB-8. BB-8 is awesome and cute, adorable. Dude, I uh, would even go as far as say he's as adorable as R2-D2. You, you know, and when I first saw him, like, oh, okay, here's fucking R2-D2 2.0. And my girlfriend, she went with me to go see Force Awakens. She wouldn't go to this one. Uh... She she like oh I hate BB-8. I'm like no. I I walked out of the you know Force Awakens and this one loving BB-8. I love this scene uh, <clears throat> when he's with Poe Dameron when Poe Dameron's trying to uh you know in the beginning of the movie when he's trying to attack the 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 dreadnought and he's like trying to plug a leak and you see like a little you know mechanical figure come out and then you see another one yeah and by, like a like a final yeah you know and it was just it works so cute and you could sit here and say oh that's that's just you know, ridiculous. Go back to the original trilogy. See what R2 does. See what C3PO does. It was always comedy. It was always comic relief. But you yeah, don't how, like how, it when these guys do it. That, yeah, that, like that. like when uh when he stopped the cra- the trash compactor. Yeah. And they're yelling like all happy and he's like, Oh no, they're dying down there. Yeah, you know, and you've always got fucking uh uh C three PO running around like Charles Nelson Riley or Paul Lynn, like uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. It's hilarious. It was always that way. So we have the the, the new order or the, the, the new order, the first order, uh, attacking the rebels. We got uh, Ray uh, with uh, Skywalker, and uh, Finn awakens finally from uh, looks like he was put in a coma due to his fight with Kylo Ren in Force Awakens. Uh, he wakes up to ask where Ray's at. They explain it. Uh, say, don't worry. When she gets Luke, she can find us. There's this tracking device. Well, he freaks out because they realize now that they can't escape from the First Order because they have a tracking device on their fleet to where they can track them even through, uh, you know, uh, light speed, which is unheard of. Uh, so they... He figures out a way, he meets a girl, he tries to abandon ship, and he meets a girl, and they figure out, hey, this is, we need to stop the tracking device, but we need somebody who can break the code to get us onto a, to a first order ship in order to do this, so they contact Maz Kadanda, or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, the, the little Muppet from Force Awakens, and she tells him to go to this, uh, this gambling, uh, planet, uh, Canto Bright bite or whatever uh to find this mysterious code breaker and he can get them onto the ship so they can disable the tracking so the rebel fleet can get away so you got finn with this, this new girl kind of a sweet character her name is rose and her her sister had just died in, in the opening battle sequence uh so she wants to do everything she can to keep the cause going and and, and to fight for the rebels and her sister's honor and uh, it, w- it was okay. It was, uh, to me, you know, it was like no Cloud City, you know. Uh, but, you know, you, 
I, I think it's important to have everybody off in different directions. That's one kind of thing that they got right, uh, you know, that they did in Empire. I love that everybody went off on their own, you know, little journey. And uh, it was okay. I, I mean, you know, what what wasn't the best? You know, like, like I said, it wasn't Cloud City uh, kind of thing, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but I, was, I I really enjoy Ray. I think she's beautiful too. That's mm-hmm. a pretty girl, right? And she's I, I like her acting. I like uh, I think she's very convincing. Um, again, to me, it's Mark Hamill that stole the movie. Whether all the behinds the bull uh, scene bullshit or the techni- technicality of uh, what what should have happened by Star Wars nerds. Um, I don't suffer from that. So, and I really did enjoy his performance. I thought he was much better in this movie than he ever was in any uh, of the better, the, the, the original, um, which again, I'm not going to bash those movies because that's part of my childhood. And I absolutely love uh, two and a half of them. You know, the half of, uh, you know, I'm telling you, the Ewoks bother me to no end. But here's the thing too. All these people that are bashing this shit, they didn't bash Jedi because they were of that age, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they loved it. They loved the, you know, uh, or maybe they don't like the Ewoks anymore, but I guarantee those fuckers loved it when it came out. Uh, this shit blows Jedi way out of the water. But then again, I thought, I thought fucking Force Awakenings was better than Jedi. And Force Awakenings was pretty much a, you know, a, a remake of New Hope, but I didn't care, you know? Right. Where this one didn't really have much of a, uh, you know, like a remake vibe to it. Right. What did you think of, of uh, Finn's adventure? Uh, all right. Finn, I'm on the I'm on the borderline about because this is a guy that, you know, was a stormtrooper and he felt guilty. And then he, you know, he, but you know, he just became too much of a badass too soon. Like, you know, it was like, you know, can fight everybody too soon, and that guy, that that stuttering dot guy, which I knew right when the stuttering guy showed up, I knew he was going to turn on him. That I knew. I go, this guy seems like a dirtbag, and he's going to turn on him. And when he did, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, the little Chinese girl was kind of cute. I didn't mind her much. She was she was uh, pretty adorable too. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like it's a little rushed. You know, how the development of, you know, almost a, uh, a romanticness between her and the, uh, and and, uh, and Finn it was a little too, I don't know, um, a little too rushed. But then again, it's you only have so much in a movie. And yes, this, I, I understand, is the longest Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And it went by so quick for me. It was like, holy crap, man. This is, I don't know, dude. I walked out of that theater going, I looked at that girl. The girl that I went with, she's not... You know, a Star Wars nerd. You know, she's kind of like the kind of girl that got caught up in the hype. Right. And and I and you know, she looked at me like, well, what did you think? Because she knows I'm more into Star Wars than her. And I, I just said that is the greatest Star Wars movie I ever seen in my fucking life. Now, in uh, before all you guys start throwing fucking daggers at me, uh, I didn't think Countdown Extinction from Megadeth was their best album, but I absolutely loved it the first time I heard it. And now. You know, as time goes by, I don't think it's that great. Where maybe I'll feel this way about Star Wars. Only time will tell about uh, Last Jedi. But I fucking loved it, man. I mean, 
take out the Princess Leia scene flying through space, and it's it, it's just fucking because that's the only part I went ah uh, what, but the rest of it I got caught up in it. I I loved what my coworker called boring was uh, the whole you know uh, back and forth with Ray and and Luke Hamill on the on the on the island. Oh yeah, and he also didn't like uh. Uh, Luke uh, Luke Skywalker's little helpers on the island. He also he also I, thought I, I that thought, was annoying. I, I thought they were fine, and I, I like that Ray kept fucking up shit to piss him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she, yeah. she she blasts that hole through through the hut she was in, and then she cut down that rock and it, it smashed their shit. I thought I thought it was fine. Yeah, I liked them. I was like, whatever, man. I mean, you know, dude, after fucking the Ewoks, come on. Yeah, and, and they weren't really annoying. They just like popped up a couple times. What, two, three times in the whole fucking movie? And there were little short scenes, you know? Oh, and I, I loved when uh, they were on the island and she looks down the water and sees his X-Wing fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Down yeah, in the water. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, man. I was hoping there was going to be a scene where you see him rise it, you know, and then he shoots, you know, then he leaves. But I, I guess, well, you'll find out later that doesn't happen. But... <laughs> uh, but also in, in the midst of all this, you get to see more of Snoke, yeah. and uh, and you get to see him actually in person instead of the, the hologram that you saw in Force Awakens, and uh, you can definitely see he's uh, I mean he's not the Emperor you know he's he's not Darth Sidious but uh, uh, he's he's definitely a manip- manipulator and you can see how he just uses everybody for what he wants he he. He berates Kylo Ren a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, telling him he's not Vader. You know, I thought you were gonna be Vader, but you're not. But it always works to his advantage, uh, for the most part, because he gets what he wants out of all these people. And uh, you know, you can see it's truly what it is. He's just using Kylo uh, for his power to get, to achieve what he wants. But uh, you 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 see. Uh, you start to see a little bit of turn in, in Kylo, and not necessarily like for the best, but uh, something we haven't mentioned yet is they get kind of a connection through the Force to where they can see each other and talk to each other. Right. Yeah. And and, and, and you know it's Ray trying to tell him, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. Turn away from this. You know, and him saying, no, I can't. You know, and this is why I did it. And and you start to see Ray become sympathetic to Kylo Ren. And then he, you know, he even asked her, "Hey, have you talked to Luke about why I did what I did?" Uh, you know, and he gives his side of the story, and later you get Luke's side of the story about what went down between them. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of blanked out during that. I like for you to explain that because I do, I do see how Luke wanted to kill him in his sleep, and then he woke up. Uh, what what transpired for Luke to think that about him? Well, you you see. First off, you get Kylo Ren's uh, version of what happened. And he says, basically, Luke came into his tent and tried to kill him in the middle of the night. For no and, reason? Yeah. And, and that's why he... Because, well, in his mind, because Luke was jealous of his power, you know, with the Force and everything. Right. And that's why, you know, he turned his back on, on the Jedi and destroyed Luke's uh, Jedi Temple and all this stuff and took the took the students with him and that's who became the Knights of Ren uh, that, that he leads 
which they, they were saying you were going to hear a lot more about the Knights of Ren in this movie, but you really don't get that much other than the fact that they were just uh, other students of Luke's that, that Kylo took with him. Uh, and then later on, you get Luke's version of it, which is basically he just kept sensing the dark side in, in Kylo and went to his room one night and he just seemed kind of, he's got his hand over his head. He's just kind of feeling uh, Kylo's thoughts and realizes that he's already lost him, that, that there's so much darkness in Kylo and, uh, you know, kind of sees, uh, you know, projections of the future and sees Kylo bringing a lot of death and says that he thinks for a minute, if I just kill him, I can end all this. But then he's like, no, I, I can't do that. That goes against, you know, my nature. So as he goes to pull back, Kylo Ren awakens. And then they go in, you know, and Kylo basically kicks Luke's ass. Uh, and Kylo leaves him for dead thinking he's dead. But Kylo, you know, just destroyed the temple and went away. And that's what caused Luke to just say, you know what, I... I I can't do anything. I try to do good, and, and everything comes out bad. I'm just getting away from everything. But, uh, but that was that was the true interpretation. He did he did think about it for a second, and then he, uh, and, and then he he pulled back and hesitated and said all he saw was was a scared boy, and uh, realized he couldn't kill him. But you know, of course, Kylo sees it another way. But uh, so then, while this is going on. Uh, basically, Ray gives up on Luke. Uh, they get into a fight, and and, and she kind of, you know, kind of shows her ass to him, but does doesn't hurt him. But they do have a confrontation. But she's like, you know, shit or get off the pot. If you're not gonna go, fuck it. I gotta go try to, you know, help this shit. If you're gonna do nothing, so her and Chewbacca, uh, you know, leaving the Falcon and leave Luke on on his planet. Uh, and in the meantime. This is something that kind of, I don't know, to me, they could have came up with something better. Basically, what's going on is this, uh, uh, you know, the First Order is chasing the remaining ships of the Rebellion. And they know they can trace them anywhere, but they're far enough away that, like, their big weapons that could destroy them all at once wouldn't work. Uh, so they just do this long, dragged out, like, just chasing them scene which I'm like man you could have came up with something better than that because that's that's kind of boring uh, I thought they should have came up with a, with a better plot device than that so that shit kind of drags but Ray comes back uh, and basically gives herself as a sacrifice going I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the ship and I'm gonna turn Kylo Ren I know I can do this uh, and and Kylo uh, Chewie basically drops her off and then he gets the fuck out of Dodge uh, and she's immediately taken prisoner and thinking she can talk sense into Kylo Ren but all Kylo Ren does is you know brings her before Snoke and Snoke just tries to get everything he can out of her and says basically like I'm the one who set all this up I'm the one who set up uh, you know the mind meld between you and, and Kylo uh, just to get all the information I need out of you because now he knows where where Luke is, and that's really what he wants to do. He wants to kill Luke Skywalker and essentially end the Jedi, crush the Rebellion, and then there's nobody left to to challenge his uh, leadership. And uh, so so this happens, and, and, 
at the same time he's bragging about how he did all this, he's also belittling Kylo Ren, saying, yeah, this fucker don't even know what's going on. You know, I'm everything. He's just my puppet, you know, and you'll see. And then he in instructs uh, Kylo to kill Ray. But uh, I think Kylo's just getting tired of being talked to like a bitch and being treated like a bitch. So he uses the force to command a lightsaber to uh, cut Snoke in half. And a lot of people are like, whoa, we haven't even found out enough about this guy. And now he's fucking dead. You know, because there was all these theories about who's Snoke. You know, is he Darth Plagueis? You know, is, you know, is he... Uh, I even heard people thought he was Peter Cushing. Uh, you know, Grand Moff Talkin. I've heard people think he was like... Uh, the Emperor, like the Emperor didn't die and Snoke's the Emperor. There was all these fan theories about who he was. So everybody was expecting this big, like, you know, backstory on Snoke where you learn a lot more about him and stuff. And who knows, you might get that in the next one. And uh, so basically he kills him. Uh, you, you know, Kylo uses the Force to kill Snoke. And then him and Rey band together to fight Snoke's, you know, Jedi, you know, guard and stuff. And that's a pretty good fight scene. I dug that shit. And then they kill them all. And I was like, yeah, man, that's some badass shit right here. And then once they're all dead, Ray's like, okay, good, good. Now finally you get it. And he's like, no, no, you don't get it. Let, let's fuck everybody. Fuck the rebellion. Fuck everything. Let's you and me, we will rule the galaxy. And she's like, no, 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 no. So then they start going at him, and uh, and then basically tells her she can't. She came from nothing. A lot of people. Another thing they wanted answered: Who's Ray's parents? Why is she so strong? Yeah, the they, hinted, they hinted about it. Yeah, and they also said it would be revealed in this movie. So everybody's like, oh, you know, a lot of people were expecting expecting it to be Kylo and Ray, our brother and sister, because in the novels that took place after Jedi. Luke and Leia, I mean, not Luke and Leia, uh, Han and Leia had twins. And the boy was bad and the girl was good. I think but, I think uh, Finn would have been more badass if they would have got that guy that played Black Dynamite. That would have been hot. That would have been awesome. But And, ha and have him be Black Dynamite. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of people that thought that was going to be revealed in this, that, that Rey is either the son of, of Han and Leia or or Ray or, or Ray, Ray is the daughter of uh, Luke or some shit like that. They wanted some kind of explanation, uh, you know. And and there was even talk that you know you're gonna find out Finn is the son of Lando Calrissian, you know, because apparently there's only two black people in the fucking you know in Star Wars, so he's got to be Lando's kid. Um, but you you didn't get those answers. Now what you get from from Kylo as he tells her like no you, your parents were a couple of fucking drunks who sold you off into slavery to buy booze and uh, he's like and you knew it all along you just refused to admit it now this this is something I don't know if that's going to pan out to be true or not that could be him telling her that just to belittle her you know what I mean like you came from nothing you're nobody special you're nothing because he tells me, he goes, you're, you're, you're nothing to nobody but to me, so join me. So even though people are bitching about like, oh, wait a minute, you know, she's supposed to have super parents. Who knows? You might find out in the next one that 
really they are brother and sister. Because if you remember, he freaks out in the first in uh, Force Awakens when they tell him that uh, that Finn and Poe Dan- you know, escape with a girl. He's like, "What girl?" You know, like as if he knew there's a, there's somebody else out there that's a girl that's important. You know, like like he had an idea who it was. And they even brought up the fact that Leia, uh, when when Ray comes to the Rebel base at the end of Force Awakens, Leia runs up to her right away, even though she shouldn't know her. Like she bypasses more important people to get to Ray. So I'm thinking there might be a reveal in the next one that that's not true. That her, you know, she's not just some random person. But then again, I could be wrong. Uh, but people were pissed about that. People were pissed off about Snoke being killed without you finding out too much about him. But again, if if you go back to the original, one of the most like cherished characters, the one everybody thinks is like the coolest fucking badass, is Boba Fett. What the fuck did anybody know about Boba Fett to the fucking prequel? You saw Boba Fett a little bit in fucking Empire, and then you see him get supposedly killed uh, in Jedi. You never find out the backstory to Boba Fett. You don't know all this shit. Boba Fett just looked cool, and he had a cool spaceship, and there was just something cool about him, but you didn't know all this shit. You know, people are getting mad, like, oh, they're dead already, but we didn't know anything. Well, you didn't know anything in the other shit. You didn't bitch about that. I, I, I to, to, to tell you the truth, and again, I'm going to piss off Star Wars nerds, but you got to understand, I didn't read the books. You know, I'm not ultra geeky. That's why I enjoyed this movie so much. But again, I mean, all I know about Star Wars is the actual movies. What the fuck did Boba Fett ever do? I mean, what, capture Han? No, I think that was more Darth Vader, you know? And was there ever any fucking scenes with Boba Fett? I can't remember where he's kicking ass. Well, I don't remember. there was basically, you see Boba Fett, uh, originally you see him in Empire when they uh, when they bring all the bounty hunters or like, you know, find the Millennium Falcon. He's one of the many bounty, bounty hunters. But he just happens to be the one who does find him, uh, you know, on Cloud City and, and brings the, you know, brings the Empire there, brings Darth Vader to Cloud City. Uh you know, and then they give him Han's body because they give a shit less because Boba Fett just wants to take him back to Jabba the Hutt to get the reward for him. You know, and then he's killed. But it's just something. I mean, there was just always something cool about Boba Fett. But you never knew a backstory. So, like, how is it any different than all these other characters? Uh, you know, another one we're going to get to in the movie is uh, there's a fight scene between uh, Finn and Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma was introduced in, in The Force Awakens as, as like the head of the Stormtrooper Guard. And uh, I think she got even more special attention because it's played by uh, the chick from uh, Game of Thrones, which is huge. So they're thinking she's going to turn out to be this, you know, major character and it's going to be more explored in the next movie. And she does come back in this one, but is killed off fairly quickly by, uh, by Finn. Uh, but again, people are like, "Oh no, we were supposed to have the huge backstory on Captain Phasma." Well, you know, you know, if if, if you're that much of a geek, they've got a whole book about Captain Phasma that's come out already. So, go read that. You know, go. I, I guess this is a bunch of pissed off people who who don't want to read. <laughs> you know, so they must be in the south. You're like, well, I don't want to have to read it. You know, like me, I don't want to read that shit. 
Right. I, I, I tell you, if I read one of those Star Wars novels, I'll be fucking lost. I'll, I'll be lost. I, I wouldn't even bother with it. I, I enjoy the... I'm like a Star Wars movie fan. And, you know, and everybody out there that's, like, getting pissed off, remember, kiddies. You know, I saw New Hope when it was brand new. You know, I mean, I, I got sucked up into Star Wars back then. And, uh... And, and there hasn't been a Star Wars movie I never saw when it opened in the theater. Starting with Empire Strikes Back. I saw that grand opening. Uh, you know, and, you know, New Hope I saw. I'm sure I didn't see it on the first day, but I saw it when it was, you know, when it was a phenomenon. And and, and it was re-released again. I went to go see it again in the theater right. as a kid. But, and, you know, Empire Strikes Back I saw. All the, all the prequels. I saw the one, that Rogue one last year. And, but I'm telling you, dude, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, should I talk about my favorite, favorite part of the whole movie? Because there's one part that's just the most, I told you, my favorite part of the movie uh, was, uh, was uh, Luke Skywalker brushing his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Well, well That was so cool. Well, well one thing, we, we haven't got to that part yet, but... Uh, uh, an- another scene while all this shit's going on, uh, Yoda comes. And oh, yeah, the- Yoda shows up. Yeah, yeah, Yoda shows up, and even though I-, I thought it was really cool and they did it right, what I liked is Yoda looked like Yoda, not a cartoon like he did in the fucking prequels. You right. know, it looked like they actually used a puppet, and it looked like Yoda that we know and love. Um, and, and, and Yoda comes to him and uh, basically just, you know, Luke's like, I'm going to destroy everything. And Yoda's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, go ahead. Then Yoda actually ended up destroying, like, the, the ancient Jedi tree and the text and everything, well, we think at that point. But uh, it, that, that's kind of a cool moment to see them back and forth. Uh, but what I, what I really would have rather seen was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that 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 I also agree on. Like CGI, uh, fucking Alec Guinness. Alec right. Guinness for me was the best part of all uh, New Hope. Him and Darth Vader; those two characters were the coolest. Uh, of, and and right. Han Solo, of course. Right now, the, the the thing why they went with Yoda, uh, you know, maybe it's because you know, you know, Yoda is so important. But I think Obi One's just as important. But maybe there was a thing to where. You know, the family of Alec Guinness wouldn't allow them to reuse his likeness. Maybe, yeah. You know, it could have been something like that, you know, or maybe they just decided to go to, with Yoda. I don't know. I, I, I like the Yoda scene. I thought it worked. But just a just a personal... And it, it's a minor bitch because the Yoda scene works fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Works great. But just, to me, to, it, it, it would have been just a little bit more personal. If it was Obi Wan, you know, yeah. coming and talking to Luke, I, I you know, because I, I mean, Yoda was very important to Luke, but I don't think uh, as as important, uh, you know, especially story wise, as Obi Wan, because Obi Wan's the one that you know started it all off with him, you know. So you know, but that's a minor gripe. I mean, that's. It, it, it didn't ruin the movie. It's just a personal preference. I would have loved to seen, you know, Obi-Wan in, in some capacity. Um, you know, even if it was Ewan McGregor, which I loved Ewan McGregor as, as Obi-Wan, but, I mean, it, to me... They, uh, that that would have caused an uproar. 
That would, yeah, it it, it would have, but I, I, you know, I just I wanted the character there, but yeah. ag- again, you know, was it because the family wouldn't give away the rights? I don't know how they worked out the thing with Peter Cushing. I just know that it worked well in Rogue One, and it 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 looked good. The voice sounded good. The character was right. I was like, okay, this can be done. Uh, so I think it would have made it even more emotional if it was Obi Wan, but. Again, a minor gripe. The the scene with Yoda works out fucking great, you know. And and Yoda basically, you know, telling him, "Get over your fucking self," you know, "Get over your crying about the Jedi needs to end," and blah blah blah. Like, you know, the you know the Force will go on no matter what, you know. Stop being a bitch, you grumpy old bastard, and uh, and that works great. So uh, after Ray and. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren, they get into a fight when they won't turn, and they both fight over, you know, Darth Vader's original lifesaver, which ends up exploding, and they both get knocked on their ass. But apparently, Ray wakes up first, escapes on Snoke's, uh, uh, like, you know, getaway plane. And then you see that uh, while the rebellion's about ready to be down and out. And Poe is fighting with the woman, and we forgot to bring up Laura Derns in this movie as the woman who takes over oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. A, for an incapacitated uh, uh, Princess Leia. Uh, Laura Dern, who is a, a you know a veteran of the Rebel Alliance and, and legendary, uh, her and Poe they don't see eye to eye on how to deal with shit. He thinks she's doing everything wrong. He stages a mutiny against her, but that gets stopped by Leia, who awakens and and, and stops Poe. But, uh, I'm trying to make sense of all this while I'm drunk. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, she had a plan all along to get everybody off that last ship before, uh, the First Order can destroy it and get them to this nearby planet, which has an old rebel base. Uh, but unfortunately, they find out the plot and everything. Uh, so they start attacking those ships, and the few remaining ones make it to this old rebel base. And uh, and they hope that they can send a distress signal from this planet to bring other people to help them, uh, you know, in this last stand against the First Order. So then at this point, uh, Kylo Ren assumes uh, lead now. He is now running the First Order. Uh, and uh, they, they think they're going to end it there. And lo and behold, guess who shows up? Who showed up? I forgot. Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was great. And 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 I was confused because I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Uh, Luke Skywalker got a hold of uh, Chess for Men. Yeah. Because <laughs> his beard is completely brown. It's like, wait a second, that made no sense to me. But then later it did. Right. So yeah, so Luke shows up uh, and surprises Leia, and that's a nice heartwarming scene. What'd you think of that one, Ralph? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it didn't really make me choke up or anything, but it was nice to see them both together again on screen. Uh, but I, but I'm telling you, that whole time I was just confused. I was like, why is his beard brown? It just made no sense. Yeah, he he did look he looked a little bit younger. Uh, but yeah, it was very nice, and you know, I like the part where he he goes, uh, Leia says, "I know what you're thinking." I changed my hair, you know, and it, you oh, know, yeah. and it was a nice little. That goes back to uh, you know um, the Force Awakens. 
Right. All, all the different hairstyles and everything. Where, right. where, where Han said that to her. Yeah. You change your hair. But, um, yeah, and then, uh, and then and then outside is, uh, you know, the, the the enemy ready to fucking destroy them. And, and Luke buys some time for them to escape. So he walks out. He stands there and Kylo's like, shoot him, shoot him with every fucking gun you got. And they just open fire on the fucker. I mean, you can't even see him with all the fucking explosions going on where he's standing. And then when it all clears, he just walks out of all that gunfire. And that's my favorite scene of the whole movie. He just swipes his shoulder like nothing. Like, eh. And I was like, oh, man. I, was, <laughs> I, I even laughed. And I was like, oh, man. That's, a, that's the coolest Luke Skywalker scene ever. Ever. I don't care what you think, Mark Hamill. Much less you geeks. That was the best fucking scene ever. But, turns out, you know, oh, and then uh, Kylo's like, fuck this. So he, he goes out there to fight him. Right. And never does Mark Hamill fight back. All he does is dodge the lightsaber. Right. He right. doesn't really have contact with him. He just right. keeps uh, avoiding him, avoiding him. And then uh, Kylo, like, splits him in half, and he's just standing right there like nothing happened to him. And then they show... Luke on the island sitting on a rock using all his his uh, force powers from over there making him look like he's actually there and real but he's right. not and when right. he's on the rock he's got the white beard and I was like oh right. now I get it and um, yeah so Luke used all his powers and uh, before I say what happened to Luke is there anything else um uh... Well, I, I just want to say it was a pretty cool uh, showdown. I know a coworker of mine; he was he was pissed off because he wanted to see like this epic fight between uh, Kylo and, and and Luke. But I, I think it worked for for what it was because it kind of reminded me of Obi Wan versus Darth Vader, where where you know you you got you know the the evil guys got all you're like I'm gonna fucking kill you, and the other guy goes like. Okay, if you must, but yeah. you know, if you strike me down, I'm gonna be even more powerful than you know I ever was before, uh, you know. And basically, you know, if Luke's buying time, so what's left of the rebellion can escape, uh, and it works perfectly because all Kylo can can focus on is his hatred and anger uh, for Luke. Uh, so while all this is going on. Uh, Poe realizes this, like, no, this is what he's doing, you know, because Finn wants to go out there and help Luke. He's like, yeah, it's just him. We got it. We got to go out and help him. And, and Poe's like, no, he's doing this for us. We we have to escape. We have to get out of here. Or this all ends. Everything we we have fought for ends. Um, w which is true, you know. And um, and in the meantime, uh, Ray has come down on the planet in the Falcon with Chewie. And the adorable little pogies, or whatever the fuck they're called, and and they're looking for their survivors to get them out of there. But uh, it, it goes back to Kylo and, and Luke, and uh, and and I thought it was a really good scene. What'd you think? Oh, I thought that was the best scene in the whole fucking movie, man. Uh, the whole the whole uh, ending scene, you know. But you know, I mean, um, it killed Luke Skywalker. 
supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Ba- ba- basically, what you find out is, you know, yes, it, it's it's a hologram. Him using all his power to do this, uh, and that, that's like his last. That's him doing his part to ensue this goes on, and and you see Luke's had a bit of a revelation. I think through, you know, the meeting with with Yoda. That uh, it's bigger than the Jedi. You know, it's just like, you know, the force has to win out. You know, the light side of the force has to win out. And and Luke gives of himself. And, and I think he sees it as the last thing he can do. But what he does say is, you know, he warns him much like Obi-Wan warned Darth Vader. If you strike me down, I will be more dangerous because now I will be, you know, this Jedi ghost that could go anywhere and do anything. And I think in this next one... Uh, you know, this is just projection. Who knows? I could go in a totally different direction because this director is not returning. Uh, the guy who directed this and wrote it is not returning. JJ, uh, oh, yes, that's a bummer. Yes, uh, it was supposed to be uh, the guy who directed uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World, the last Jurassic Park movie. He was supposed to be the director. He has since stepped down. JJ Abrams, who directed The Force Awakens and wrote it, is coming back to do this one. And he's going to co-write it with another guy. Unfortunately, not Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back, who co-wrote Force Awakens. Unfortunately, he's not involved, at least at this point. Uh, but uh, I, I think in that next one, I'm, I'm hoping, i got my fingers crossed, that Mark Hamill will be back as a Jedi ghost. But I think not only will he be a mentor to Rey, I think he will be a tormentor to Kylo Ren. I, I, I think he'll appear to Kyla, you know, like, as much as he's going to help Ray train and show her the right way, I think he's going to go to, like, Kylo in the middle of the night and, like, scratch his nose and go, like, hey, asshole, I'm here. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you, you know. You know, I told you not to kill me, you know. And I and I think he's going to be a thorn in the side of, of Kylo in, in, in the next movie. But what I, what I love what they did with Kylo is... You know, there was hints in Force Awakens and there was hints in this. Like, you're like, could he, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, he's the son of Han and Leia. He's got to go back and be good. You know, even, even Vader got redeemed at the end of, of Return of the Jedi. You know, he's got to go back. But Which then, nobody bitched about, by the way. Right. But then, but, but, but what I love about this Kylo character, like you said, oh, nobody can be as cool as evil as Vader. But he's getting to that point. And you see, even when he destroys his master, when he de- destroys Snoke, which, even though it's not been officially said that, you know, uh, Snoke was a Sith, but, you know, there, the, the rule of the Sith, there's, 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 you know, a Sith master and an apprentice. Darth Vader was just the apprentice to the Emperor, to Darth Sidious. Uh, but a lot of times they always kill their master, and he's just following the long tradition, just like... The Emperor Darth Sidious killed, uh, what's, uh, uh, Darth, uh, Plagueis. Yeah. You know, if, if you, you know, you follow all the background stories, so it, it fits with that. And, and basically, he, he, he doesn't want to turn good. He still wants to be bad, but he just wants nobody in his way. He wants everything for himself, and he's going to do this. So I think he is becoming that great villain, uh, in, in, in the tradition of Vader. Uh, now the thing is, where do they go with the next one? You know, does he die at the end of the end of the next one, or do they start a new trilogy 
where he is the Vader, where he is the full-blown bad guy. I would almost rather see that to where he doesn't die at the end of the next one, and then you have a whole other trilogy with him as the full-blown, like, just kill everybody. Uh, that that would be great, but who knows where they're going to take it. But <clears throat> after, <clears throat> excuse me, after Kylo, you know, figures out, you know, he's been he's been had uh, that this was all like an elaborate thing, you know, so the rest of them can escape. I mean, he's furious. He's like, God damn it, God damn it, and you you see. Uh, you know, the remnants of the rebellion, Princess Leia, who, like I said, who knows what the fuck they're going to do with her. They escape on the Millennium Falcon. You see that Rey took the Jedi text before she left, so they didn't get destroyed in the ancient uh, Jedi Temple. That They're, they're firmly on uh, the Millennium Falcon. And then they flash back... Uh, to you know the, the the Vegas planet where you see the kids were slaves and stuff like that, and you see what they were talking about is this being the spark. Luke says this is the spark. You know the fight has just begun. This isn't the end. I'm not the last Jedi. You know you know and then they show that Ray is carrying on the Jedi tradition, but then you see other they show these kids that are obviously force sensitive. You know you see this slave kid make a broom come to himself. Uh, you know, as he's doing his slave shit, you know, and you see the kids telling the legend of Luke Skywalker. So you see this whole new uh, generation beginning uh, of people who are against the First Order. You know, you see the roots of it right there. Now, that's one thing that scares me. Is the next one going to be a bunch of kids fighting the goddamn war? I hope not. Yeah, I hope uh, not, yeah. Uh, but either way... I think whatever they have planned for episode nine is going to change uh, due to the major bl- backlash you're seeing for this movie. I mean, it started out like the day I'm getting ready to go see this motherfucker, everything you read online is it's the greatest Star Wars movie ever. It's the greatest Star Wars movie ever. Uh, you know, now is that you know, the powers that be only allowing out positive reviews so as not to fuck with sales. But once you see, you know, the masses went and the movie's doing great. I mean, it it's not doing Force Awakens numbers, but it's damn close. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, this, this is definitely going to make money. It's going to be huge no matter what. Even now, even the people that say it sucks, they're going to go back and see it again because they're fucking cheap. You know, they're going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it again. You know, and I've, I've got a copy now that I want. i got a bootleg copy I just watched right before we started doing this on my TV. <laughs> I'm still going to go back to the theater and see it while I'm on Christmas vacation. Oh, I am definitely. I'm going to wait, though. I'm going to wait till the hype, because uh, I want to go. I love going to theater when I'm the only one there or maybe two other three people there. Yeah, well, well that's, that's the same thing I'm going to do, you know, because I know that the theater that I go to, it's booked for the next three weeks. It's going to be there, so... I'm going to go back and I'm going to go catch it like, you know, an early show and, uh, you know, to where I don't have to fight for a seat, you know, because I had to fight for a seat. The show I went to was sold out, you know, and I, I went by myself. So I got to find that weird single seat. I'm going to go back to, you know, when I can, you know, get buzzed and sit up in the balcony and smoke my little smoke and, you know, cut loose. Uh, but I'm definitely going to see it in the theater again because it's fucking Star Wars, man. I love it. Uh, overall, uh... There's stuff that disappointed me. Uh, I was upset about the death of Luke Skywalker. 
Yeah, uh, I, which I, I didn't like that. I didn't which, like which that. Which I, I should say we didn't talk about. Uh, after he, like, uses all his strength to do this, basically a master illusion, he just kind of uh, fades. And you see his cloth, his uh, cloth drop, and, and then he just disappears. But if you remember, that's the same way Yoda died. And for all you hardcore motherfuckers, and you, you mean Obi Wan? Yeah, you don't. No, no, I'm saying Yoda. Yoda did the same thing when he died on Dagobah. He's, oh, okay, he's yeah. laying there all sick, and then all of a sudden he just poof, and, and his clothes go down. But the same thing happened with Obi Wan in, yeah. in in A New Hope. He says, you know, strike me down if you if you go back and watch. Fucking Vader swings his his lightsaber, but that cloth drops before he even hits him. It's just like he just gave himself to the force and disappeared and that's kind of like what happened with Luke uh, I really really hope this isn't the last we see of Mark Hamill I hope he comes back in the next movie um, I was sad not to see any flashback scenes with Han Solo uh, you know there's minor gripes I think the story thing about how they just couldn't get close enough to destroy the rebel ship uh, was a little weak uh, Finn's Solo project, you, you know, his mission, uh, like I said, it wasn't Cloud City. And I also wish this movie would have left on, on a, a cliffhanger. I was actually thinking, like, when fucking, when Kylo and, and Luke go, I figured you're going to see a scene where they go to lock up and it ends. And, 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 and you got to wait two years to see what happens. Right. I, I loved how they ended Force Awakens. I, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you're pissed, but at the same time, you're like, oh my god, what a setup! But the way, you know, again, I'm going back to to Empire Strikes Back. It ended on such a down note, and you didn't know what was gonna fucking happen. You know, Han's frozen. You find out Darth. I mean, there was these huge reveals. The whole thing about, you know, Darth. You know, now everybody knows that, you know, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Nobody knew that shit till the end of fucking Empire. You know, and that was mind-blowing. So this this movie just kind of ends where I, I, there should have been a cliffhanger, in, in my opinion. There really should have been a cliffhanger and, and, and on a down note where this ends on a hopeful note. And that I'm kind of like, meh. Uh, you know, and, and of course a lot of people are saying that's the interference of Disney, that Disney was, doesn't want a dark ending uh, I, I don't know if that's Disney's control or if that was, you know, uh, Ryan, Rain Johnson, the guy who directed it. I don't know if that was his doing. I would have personally ended it on a cliffhanger. And I don't think I would have killed off fucking Skywalker. But you know what? I, 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 I didn't want to see Han die. But, it, you know, again, if you go back in, in the original, everybody dies in one. You know, you lose Obi-Wan in, in, in A New Hope. You lose fucking uh, Yoda in Empire, or no, no, no. Yoda didn't die until Jedi. I'm sorry, yeah. he dies to begin in Jedi. Did anybody die in Empire? I don't know. Uh, but but mm, no, nah, I don't think so. Not, not well. If somebody did, it wasn't somebody like you know a main right, character. Right. But it, it, okay, so in Jedi you lose two. You you Yoda dies and the Emperor, and Darth Vader. But, you know, back then, everybody thought that was the end anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get that the death, you know, to, to make the audience feel 
you know, you got to have somebody die so you feel something, so there's a sense of loss. But it just, like I said, uh, you know, a lot of people want to see the further adventures of Luke and Han and Leia, and they haven't gone that way. Uh, you know, and, and to an extent, I'm okay with that. But uh, just as long as, 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 you know, Luke comes back in some capacity for the next one, uh, you know, that's all I ask. Uh, so again, uh, I didn't like it as much as you, Ralph, but I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It's just, I really thought this was going to be the second coming of Empire. Like, that's my fault for expecting the, you know, being unrealistic. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And, you know, watching it for a second time, I still enjoyed it. I gotta say, watching it the second time, I enjoyed it a little less. Ah, but maybe I will too. Maybe I will too. But but uh, still not a bad. And, and you gotta understand, you know what I'm watching on my TV is a shitty, you know, cam copy. Uh, you know, so it's not the same thrilling thing. But you know, I kind of saw some, you know, a little bit of different like plot holes and shit like that. Uh, but I still enjoy the movie. I still think it, it, it's up there with them. It's just. You know, it's like trying to get another Godfather 1 or Godfather 2. And sometimes you just can't do that, you know? I mean, look at the original trilogy. Je Jedi is nowhere near as good as, as New Hope and Empire, but you still love it, you know? Yeah. And that's I, how... I, I had a lot of problems with it. I have the same problems that a lot of people have about this movie with Jedi. I think, because, uh, you know, like I... Like I said, I don't really think Luke was that convincing when he when he faced right. um, Jabba the Hutt. You know, it's like, come on, dude. But then there's that scene where they threw him in the pit that was fucking awesome. Right. You know, where that, that big monster comes out and eats one of those little fucking pig-looking dudes. But, right. um, but, but, yeah, and then the Ewoks, like, fucked it up for me. And, right. and yeah, and that whole, you know, running through trees and, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it was a good movie. I'm not saying it's bad because you know the, the the original trilogy are just great, you know, yeah. even with the flaws. But but this one, dude, I gotta tell you, man, this is the one where I just sat there the whole time mesmerized, and I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. He was just so much better as Luke Skywalker in this movie. He seemed more genuine, not so 16 magazine cutesy boy. Right. You know, and and he, and his acting to me was more convincing, of uh, you know, of a of a of a Jedi, you know, right. of of a you know, he, to me this was the best Luke Skywalker, the most convincing Luke Skywalker for me, and I and kiss right. my ass everybody that that is getting upset with me because, you know, honestly you motherfuckers ate up uh, the Ewoks, so right. fuck you, and and you really thought he was convincing in front of uh, Jabba the Hutt, you know, it's like come on. We both see the same thing, but with opposite movies, you know. Right. But I stand by everything I say. Though, I get, I gotta say, like you know what you just said. Maybe in the future I watch this movie, go ah okay, it's not as good as Empire. But you know, I mean, you know, initial the first time I saw it, I thought it was. Well, but you know, I I, I think we should revisit this, you know, in a in a future news segment, uh, okay. you know, for a future episode after you see it again. Uh, well, let's do it when the Blu-ray comes out, which will be this year, the next year. Yeah, well, if, if they follow uh, like they did with Force Awakens, the Blu-ray should be out by April. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do it then. We'll we'll talk about it then. Cause I'm okay. gonna kick back at home and watch it uh, alone. Cause you know I also gotta remember too, dude. I watched that in a packed theater with people all around me. I was with some chick, but there was a stranger next to me, and uh, you know it's just you know it's not. Of course the 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 visual is much better in a theater and the sound. I was in an IMAX theater. I was in one of those reclining chairs that you put your feet up. Did you watch it in 3D? No, fuck no. I hate 3D, dude. Well, no, because uh, I saw, at, at the same theater, I saw Force Awakens, and it was in the 3D. And that's the first time I'd seen a movie in 3D since, uh, like, Jaws 3D. Or, or since, uh, you know, that one scene you got to watch in 3D and Freddy's dead. And I was blown away about, like, how... Wow, 3D's come a long way. Holy shit. But yeah, this well, one. yeah. You know what I hate about 3D, though? The glasses, dude. They're, they're these hard plastic that kind of hurt my head. Well, hurt the, my temples. The, these ones that, that, that I had for, for Force Awakens, and I still have them. You're supposed to return them. But I was like, fuck that. This is my souvenir. Uh, I found it a lot better than the old, you know, red and blue that we grew up with. You oh, know? yeah, no. Yeah, but the, I, I'm just saying it's uncomfortable to watch a movie right. like Cause, and I don't even have a big head, so I don't understand why these things are so tight. Oh, on my you, head. you you don't? Well, I have a big head, eagle wise. <laughs> but you know, the actually the size of my noggin is you know it's yeah. normal, you know. But it it wraps around it and it hurts, right. man. You know. Well, all right. So, uh, dude, I hope you have a pick of the week because I have a pick of the week, but I want my pick of the week to be the last pick of the week. All right. Well, my pick of the week, uh, and I've got two picks of the week this week. And they are neither albums nor movies, but TV shows. Uh, two that I absolutely love that I just got this last week. They're a couple of, like early Christmas presents to moi. Uh, and that is season one of True Detective. Uh, I don't know if you watch this show, Ralph. No. Oh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, it's an eight episode uh, season. Dealing with a serial killer in Louisiana. Hey. Uh, and I just found it brilliantly written, directed, and acted. Uh, really dark. And uh, I haven't watched it since it initially came out in 2014. And I just saw they had the uh, the Blu-ray for like 12 bucks. You know, it's like a three-disc set. You get the uh, you get the digital version as well, so you can load it up onto Voodoo. Uh, and I, I need to share that with you because uh, you gave me your codes for some stuff, and I'll share it with you, and you can watch all this stuff for free. All right, cool. Uh, it, it's really awesome. Uh, but, no, just, just a great series. A lot of people shit all over season two, and while season two I thought was nowhere near, I mean, it's a whole different story with different actors. Uh, well, it was nowhere near as good as the first one. I still thought it was, you know, better than 95% of what you see on television. Uh, but season one of True Detective, uh, absolutely love. And my second pick, and this one, oh my god, I cannot wait. This I'm totally rewatching this whole thing while I'm on Christmas break here in a week. Uh, is uh, season three of Twin Peaks? I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely oh, love. Oh, is it out? It's yeah, out, huh? yeah, it's out on Blu-ray. They got a great special edition. Uh, yeah. a, a good price loaded with extras and I just found it to be 
like probably the most riveting thing I've ever seen on TV. But again, there's so many people like, well, it's not like the first two seasons. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, does, does, I, I, I bitch about it too. I don't think it's as good as the first two seasons, but I love the way it ended. Love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, it, it, what it is, is it, it is fucking art at its finest. Uh, not everything is explained. Not everything is written up in a you know in a tight little bow and, and spoon fed to you. Some shit you just won't get. Some shit you're not meant to get. And other stuff. But I mean, just you know, as an art, it's like watching like a Kubrick movie. You know, Lynch. I'm such a huge fan of David Lynch, and I think what he did with this was absolutely the right way to go. Not to be a nostalgia act. Not to try to recreate what you did, but expand upon it. And, and go even deeper. And he went full fucking lynch on this shit. And and I absolutely fucking loved it. Um, cannot wait to uh, rewatch it again. And, and especially Dolvin, you know, because I'm a big special features guy. Because when I when I love something, man, I wanna I wanna know everything I can about it. And uh, you know that bit me in the ass in the past. I I, I think I told you, Ralph. I I didn't watch Twin Peaks when it was originally on. Uh, but I started watching it probably about 10 years ago or so when it first came out on uh, DVD. And I was trying to learn more about it because, you know, Twin Peaks is very confusing and, you know, you have to watch it multiple times to get everything that's going on. So I went online in the early days of the Internet. And while I'm scrolling through a page trying to find something out, I saw the big thing about who the killer was. So it was ruined for me. And, that's, and that taught me a valuable lesson about... You know, sometimes you're just not meant to know right then. You know, you know. I guess it's human nature. You want to know everything, but sometimes the beauty of enjoying something is just experiencing it, and then go and check it out, and then like, okay, well, I didn't understand it, but let me watch the whole thing, and then I'll get into the questions. And I wish I would have done that because I will never have that enjoyment of knowing, you know, of finding out who the killer is. You know, it got ruined for me, and I think it, it took a lot away, even though I still love the first two seasons. I mean, I love it, but I missed out on that magic of like, oh, no shit. Like, I knew like four episodes in, like, ah, fuck, you know, and it ruined it, you know, and I hate, you know, we've got this whole generation of fucking spoilers out there that, that just get their kicks off of ruining shit for other people, you know, and that's why I went to this showing at like 10 o'clock at night, you know. I'm old, dude. I can't do that shit on a work night, but I did it anyway because I'm like, I've been waiting for this shit for two years. I'll be goddamn if some fucking prick's going to ruin this shit for me. You know, but unfortunately, the world we live in with, you know, social media and everything, uh, for all it's good, there's a shit ton of bad. You know, there's just pricks that get their kicks off of hurting other people. Like Justin Childers. <laughs> and, and there's also people that are like, I know what happened and you don't. So look, I'm going to brag how I know. So here's an example why I know. Right. There's people like that too. Yeah. Um, Twin Peaks for me, uh, I did. Uh, luckily, my friend Milo uh, turned me on to Twin Peaks before they revealed the killer. Right. And uh, what he did was he was recording it on VHS. So I binge watched it to catch up to, you know, the, to where they were at that moment when it was actually airing. Right. So, yeah, finding out who the killer was was mind-blowing to me because 
I thought of everybody but this guy, and then when they finally revealed who it was, it was like, dude, there were so many signs that it was this guy, and right. I never caught on. I right. never caught on. You but, know, and that, I thought that was genius. But yeah, dude, yes, I, I'm I'm kind of like one of these Star Wars people about this movie when it came to the season three of Twin Peaks. Though I love the ending, I love certain scenes, but I just felt like a lot of it was so draggy and. Like you know, when 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 Cooper finally found uh, Laura Palmer, which well, wasn't let, Laura Palmer. Let, let, let's not ruin it for anybody. No, I'm not going to ruin it for nobody. I'm just saying the scene of them in a car, yeah, was so pointless because they were driving for like 20 minutes and nothing was happening. The explosion was like 20 minutes of an explosion. It was just on and oh, on. Yeah, I love that episode. I, I I can't get it. I I just I don't know. I was just like, dude. Get back to the story. To, to, to me, to, to me, that was that was like art, and I, but, I just appreciate it for yeah. what it is, you know. And I, I, I think sometimes we lose focus on the art, and we just want spoon-fed answers. You know? Well, here, like, like it goes back to Star Wars. People, I, I need to know everything. Well, no, you don't know everything in real life. There's shit but, you will go to your grave not knowing and not understanding. But that's not how I feel, Ian, because. The way Twin Peaks ended was pure art. It didn't explain shit. It left so many fucking loopholes. And yet, I loved it because there, that to me is art. You know, that type of art I like. I don't like artsy-fartsy, like, you know, look at this just dragged out scene of nothing. There was something happening on the last scene of Twin Peaks that was very unexplained. Made absolutely no... I mean, it's open for interpretation. Right. And and I loved it. But that was very artsy, the way that shit ended. Right. You know, it's like, you don't know who lived in the house before, and that's and that. And, and then with the scream and the ending, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, that was awesome. Right. It was like I just sat through this fucking third season of, I don't know, I would say, like, more than half of it I didn't like. I'd say 60 to 70%. But I love Dougie. I mean, I got to admit, it took me a while to like Dougie. I didn't like Dougie oh. initially. Oh, I, but... I was I was the same way at first. I was like, okay, get over this, and and then as it went on, it's like I truly yeah. appreciated. I, like, I loved, what I he loved, did. I I ended up loving Dougie. Yeah, I missed Dougie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I missed him when he, when uh, Cooper came back, and uh, but um, we're already telling too much. <laughs> well, nobody knows who Dougie is. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But but um but. Well, dude, I highly recommend anybody who wants to see season three, you're doing a big disservice uh, not seeing the first Twin Peaks. Yes. Don't jump into it that way. And if you're going to watch Fire Walks with me, which I hated, I hated Fire Walks with me because I ran to the theater to see that yep. shit and it was fucking terrible. But get the fucking Twin Peaks box set with all the deleted scenes. Yeah. The movie rules with the oh, deleted oh, scenes. Oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. Watch it like that. And, uh,. And I actually have uh, a fan edit cut that puts uh, because in that box that you get, they call it the missing pieces. Yeah. I, I have a fan edit that puts all of that into Firewalk with me. Right, and chronological. Order. Yeah, yes, and 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 wow, does it change? Because I'm I was the same with you when I first watched Firewalk with me. I was like, oh, it's fucking horrible, you know. And and then then when I watched it with that, I watched it all together. It was like, oh my god. But yeah, it's the, great. The, the the way to watch it, I, but uh, even though Firewalk with Me is is a prequel, the way to watch it is season one, season two, then watch the complete Firewalk with Me, and then watch season three. 
I feel is, is the true way to watch it. But I, I can't recommend it high enough. But you have to be kind of an artsy fartsy person that to even like any of it. I think you you have to have an appreciation for the avant garde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if 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 your idea of a great movie is Transformers. You're gonna hate this shit. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're... And and and, I, and to tell you the truth, I'm not real, dude. I hate it. You know what? I couldn't even watch. I never finished watching it. Eraserhead, hated it. Right. Hated. I didn't like Lost Highways. Oh, but I love Lost Highways. I, I love, which I even think is better than Twin Peaks, is Blue Velvet. That is the best David Lynch for me. That's the greatest thing he's ever oh, done for me. Amazing. And then love and, Blue Velvet. And and again, that's a movie that a lot of people. Like I said, if you're just into popcorn flicks, you're not going to like it. But if you can appreciate the weird and the avant-garde, uh, uh, God, there's a lot of genius to be found there. You know? And I'm yeah. a big, big, huge fan of Dave Lynch. I hope there's a season four, but who, who knows? Because it, it didn't do as well as I thought it would do. Uh, and, and much like the Star Wars, there was a huge backlash to season three. Uh, of Twin Peaks because there was people who wanted it to be exactly like season one. Um, well, the way it ended, I hope it just ends like that. I, I'm fine with it ending like that. If, with if, it unexplained. I yeah. love it. I loved it. If, if, if it does, I'm cool with that. You know, but of course, a, as a David Lynch fan, uh, you know, I want more. But uh, yeah, you're right if it ends. But I'm so glad to have this collection with all these uh, special features and shit. Well, that's that's the only reason I'm gonna buy it. I don't know if I'm what if I ever will revisit that whole series again. Um, but I am definitely buying it for the missing pieces. You know that's for sure. And plus, I, I'm a completist, so I, maybe I will watch it again in many years from now. Once right. I retire from the city and I can lay down and smoke weed. There you go. Oh, I, I think that would definitely help. <laughs> yeah, because I used to smoke weed to the original Twin Peaks. <laughs> maybe that was the problem. So, yeah. so what's your pick of the week? Okay, so I was I was initially gonna have one, but fuck it, I'm gonna have two as well. Okay, uh, and two I don't have to. I mean, my first one I don't have to go into that much because we've already talked about it. Uh, definitely the new Star Wars. Uh, that's my first pick. My second pick is something you gave me. Oh, and oh my god, and and the reason why I wanted to go last because everybody that has not seen this, it's another spoiler. So you can stop listening now and just fast forward to Ian's wacky ending to this show. <laughs> Battle of the Stars. Oh, or War, War, War of War, the Stars. Yeah, War of the Stars. <laughs> oh my God. You want to talk about fucking amazing? It's some guy made, Ian sent me this movie. Some guy made Star Wars, but made it a grindhouse movie. Right. And they added all the deleted scenes. Even... Dude, I, I gotta go back. I gotta go back to my Star Wars uh, box set because I don't remember that deleted scene of Han Solo making out with a chick in the cantina. Did, was it on there? Uh, I don't. It's been a while. I gotta watch more of the Stars again. I haven't watched it in like <coughs> fucking ten years, dude. I've I've, well, had, I've had that movie oh, it's, forever. It's so good. Uh, it, it has all the deleted scene of Star Wars added to it, but it also has. Some wacky ass shit, like you know, when they shoot a stormtrooper, their heads blow up and you see blood. <laughs> <coughs> Darth yeah. Vader in that classic scene where Darth Vader walks into the little jail cell of Princess Leia about to torture her. 
He walks in and he goes, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to. Dude, seriously, I haven't seen it in 10 years and I was fucked up when I watched it. I got to watch it again. Oh, you're going to love it. Dude, the, the, the one scene where Darth Vader's about to, you know, when the guy's like, don't talk to us about your sorcerer ways yeah. and religion. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Darth Vader does that little Ford thing to him. And Peter Cushing goes, let him go. Let him go, Vader. He goes, it's Lord Vader to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I love it. It's great. And the ending is fucking amazing with Don Solo facing, you know, Jabba the Hutt before they made him on a CGI thing. Um, and th- that's how the movie ends. It ends hokey with a crazy, uh, with a crazy fucking uh, country and western song during the credits. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then watching the movie, there's parts of the movie where the, the film burns up and they go into a next scene. It really does capture that grindhouse feel. Yes. And, and when they go into the cantina, it's Neil Young playing. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually playing at the, at the bar. And, and yeah. I, I will put this out there for, for our fans, for our listeners. Uh, this isn't something that you can buy. No. This, that you, you can only get this online. And... I understand, you know, not everybody knows how to get this stuff offline or can do like I do. So if anybody's interested in this, if if you have a program called Dropbox, that I, I will send it to you that way. But don't yeah. don't fucking message me. How do I get Dropbox? How do I man, I can't talk everybody through that shit. If you can figure out how to do Dropbox, this is all you do. You send Ian a message saying Hey, Ian, I like Battle uh, War of the Stars. Here's my Dropbox address. That's it. Right. Don't say nothing else. Right. If, if, and if you get Dropbox, all you have to do is send me uh, your email address. That's it. That's and, it. And, and, and I will send this to anybody who wants it. I didn't pay for it. I'm not going to charge for it. This is totally like a sharing thing. Hey, why'd you charge me 20 bucks? Oh, I mean, for $20, uh, <laughs> but, but no, so anybody want, but you have to, you know, don't, don't berate me with all these, like, I don't know how to do, if you can figure out fucking Dropbox, then send me your shit, I will send it to anybody for free, but, uh, you know, help me, yeah, any, help any you. Yeah, any of you, any of you guys out there want to know, oh, Ian, how do you do the Dropbox? Save your time asking Ian and ask your fucking boyfriend, homo. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And oh man, uh, that, so that's my pick of the week. War of the Stars. You gotta. You if you're a Star Wars nerd, you haven't seen it. It's a must. And if you want to see a little bit of it, there's clips on YouTube, like little trailers and shit. Oh, is it? You can, yeah, you can see what it looks like. You know, it shows uh, all okay. the the crazy shit that goes on. But yeah, it's definitely worth it. And R2D2 has subtitles. <laughs> when he talks, yeah, there's little subtitles under him. Awesome. So yeah, check it. Check definitely check that out. All right. Well, now it's time to go to fan of the week, and uh, fan of the week this week is a new listener to the show. Uh, he just came uh, to us through our last Megadeth episode, and that is Eric Scribble Vallejo. Oh yeah, a very nice guy. He sent me a nice uh, message. Tell me how much he appreciates. Oh us man, and uh, I I haven't seen him as much on the the Facebook page as I'd like. I've seen him. I'm, you know, a few uh, places here and there. But what really got to me is the really nice, heartfelt messages that he sent both Ralph and I. And, and I talked to the guy online, and he's like, hey, man, I just discovered you through the Megadeth. He goes, but since I have, uh, man, I cannot stop listening. 
he even sent me a message the other day. He went and listened to uh, to us on uh, BJ Cramps Rock and or Roll when we did our No Shame episode. Right. And he's like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Uh, a really cool guy. And his uncle is the drum tech for uh, Rudy Laz- uh, yeah, for Rudy Lazar, the drummer of Korn. And I said, well, hey, I go, and, and he sees Rudy every couple weeks as Rudy is a nice guy. I was like, hey, man, tell or Rudy. I was calling him Rudy. It's Ray, Ray, Ray Lazar. I go, tell Ray uh, about the podcast because Ray, I've seen multiple times drum for David Lee Roth. Before he went back to Van Halen, he was with him forever. And this guy is a beast on fucking drums. And man, I'd love to have him on just to talk about, you know, David Lee Roth and shit. And plus his drumming. He also drummed on a, uh, uh, now my, I, well, the album's kind of so-so, but his drumming's phenomenal. He did Army of Anyone, which was two guys from uh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, the lead singer from Filter, and, and Ray on drums. But his drumming was fanatical. I was like, oh, let him know. But, I mean, even if that doesn't happen, uh, this guy is so cool and just wrote the nicest message about the show, man. He gets it. He's like, man, you know, to hear two guys like you, you know, talk about this shit, it's it's just awesome. And it's nice, like, you, you know, we're kind of, I don't know if we're that long in the tooth as far as podcasts go, but I think we've actually, we lasted a lot longer than most. Most podcasts come out with, like, a couple episodes, nobody listens, and they go away. You know, where, you know, we just don't take a hint. We keep coming back. Uh, but it's nice to pick up, to know we're picking up new fans. Uh, and and it, like I said, Eric wrote a real nice message to both of us. And I really appreciate that. So, Brother Eric, you are our fan of the week. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's get into the plugs. Let's do some plugs. Ear Pillar the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube.
Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, Headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room, and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say, and we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want, unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules and only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker. All right, this is the Ayatollah of Alcoholic, Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like too. Check me out every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Soundforia.com. I'll see you there. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast, and if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podcast, the Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. All right, well, if you liked that episode, and, and hopefully you liked it more than most people liked The Last Jedi, come back next week. Is it going to be another movie? Is it going to be an album? Eh, it's probably going to be an album. But who the fuck knows? We drink a lot. Well, I drink a lot. Either way, it's going to be fucking entertaining. I drink a lot of water and shakes. There you go. Come back next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. May the fart be with you. Well, not my fart. Uh-oh. That, those, are, those shits are rancid. They'll burn your nose hair. Mm.